DJ Simulationistas. So, with Dr. D, Dan Raymer, and Dr. J, Janice Palaganis, coming at you from the Center for Medical Simulation in Boston, Massachusetts. So buckle up your mannequin, and let's roll. Welcome to DJ Simulationista. Sup, you're here with Janice Pelaganis and, and Dan Raymer. Sup, Janice. Dan Raymer. Janice Pelaganis. <laughs> ah, we have so much catching up I to know. do. We haven't uh, spoken in weeks. Seems like <laughs> eons. And I, I've been wondering what re-entry is like for you because you're just coming back. You know, you spend what is it, half the year now in Palm Springs? And you've, it, it's what, week two or three back in Boston, back at work. And I have been wondering what re-entry is like for you. And I think it's a good topic because for me, in a sense, I've gone through some re-entry lately as well, mainly because I split my time between various types of work. And I think a lot of our listeners do the same. Usually when you're in simulation, you're not full-time. You don't have that luxury to be full-time. So how are you doing, Dan? Wow. So re-entry is <laughs> really difficult. I feel like the spaceship is re-entering the atmosphere and it's burning up. I find it really, really, really difficult. So not only did I come back from Palm Springs, but my wife and I went on a bike trip in Europe. I can tell you about that sometime, but we changed time zones from Palm Springs to Boston to Europe, back to Boston. And then I <laughs> fairly immediately had to come to work and teach a course and all that kind of stuff. So I have found the the change in the time zones and the sleep cycles and the kind of just adjusting to the routine really, really hard. So you mean it's not like a switch, you can't just switch on, switch so, off? You know, so the other thing is that uh, I've been debating, is my old age the primary problem or is it the transitions? <laughs> so I've come back and one of the most annoying things is I'm having trouble remembering people's names. So, you know, it's a cast of characters that I know well. I thought you called me Jennifer yesterday. I, I, I haven't I haven't <laughs> called you anything. <laughs> hey there, how are you? <laughs> it's true. I I I just have made all kinds of name mistakes yesterday. Wow, that's so embarrassing. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> I, I was with a guy. Uh, and if it's not because of age, people will think it's I because know. of age. <laughs> I know. I, 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 was, I played tennis oh, yesterday with a, with a guy, and I've actually played tennis with his father much more than with him. And uh -huh. uh, the father's name is Peter, and his name is uh, Robert. And 
I must have called him Peter three times. <laughs> wow. And he didn't say anything. So exactly. He was thinking, oh boy, this guy's really old and, <laughs> and forgetful. I beat him up. <laughs> uh, well, then, then he's probably just going to think you're being a uh, jerk. Yeah. So I was going to use another word. But. So name tags really helps. (laughs) Being willing to say, remind me of your name again. It's very embarrassing, but but necessary, you know, even if it's your own children. My dog, Mowgli, uh, I've just been calling him dog because it's easier. (laughs) I don't have any great tips for our listeners about how to recover. Well, we we did a podcast on facial recognition and when are, you know, smart augmented reality glasses going to have facial recognition so you won't need name tags. (laughs) I think counting on a period of reorientation might be a good strategy. I haven't done that, but, you know, I should have sat down and looked at a list of all of the people that, you know, that work here. Oh, my Dan. Really? You're talking about extended contract people, I'm sure. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But when those things are confusing and hard to remember, it's sort of contagious. I find I sort of freeze up and I can't remember anyone's name tell me what you've been up to i'd like to hear the difference in what you were doing beforehand and then re-entry and i don't mean you know your vacation and the things leading up to the re-entry i mean you've been spending months doing other work and then here you are coming back to the work that we do at cms right so so one of the difficult things or i thought it was going to be quite difficult was uh getting into the teaching mode And so I was kind of thrown back into the pool when I got back and having to teach an instructor course and a clinical course, a fairly difficult one, actually, with uh, operating room teams. And I was really worried about it, usually not nervous about these things, but because of the reentry, I found I had a little case of the nerves. Okay. But I did have the pr- enough presence to uh, remember, uh, you know, the principles uh, that we often talk about, being curious, asking good advocacy inquiry questions, you know, found by humility and ask things about the clinical medicine in cases that I had you know, debriefed many times before, but, you know, not for a long time. And so I didn't know if, you know, maybe some details had changed, both in the running of those cases and in the, you know, medical expertise that was lent to them. You never know when things are going to change. And so I think that required a little extra dose of humility and being able to say, so, you know, I haven't seen a simulation of a case like this in a long time. Help me out here. Tell me how you thought uh, this should be treated. And, you know, I got good answers and I think it showed respect for the individuals I was debriefing. And actually, um, the feedback 
was really good. Or the feedback, you know, that I heard later from some of the individuals was they really enjoyed the experience. And so I guess some, I guess there is some of that. It's a little like riding a bicycle in simulation and debriefing. You know, you have a foundation to build on. And so if you're away from it for weeks or months, taking a deep breath, remembering the principles and going in with some humility seemed to pay off. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's what I really like about what you're saying is that you can leverage the fact that you're reentering and feeling a little bit secure by showing much. I mean, you'll naturally be uh, showing more deference to their expertise and um, you'll naturally be more vulnerable as a teacher. And those are qualities that students actually like in conversation. Um, and so this humility that you're talking about is not only natural, but can be leveraged in a way that it's a good experience for the learners. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I think the negative part also is interesting that I, you know, in retrospect, should have done more uh, discussion with the team that was doing the simulation because, you know, I was very anxious in general re-entering my life on the East Coast from my life on the West Coast about all the things that needed to be done. And, you know, I keep three by five cards. I guess some of our listeners don't know what those are. Uh, but I, 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 keep, I keep my... <laughs> it's pen and paper. Yes, I keep little lists of my things. Wait, wait, wait. Is it pencil? Sharpened pencil? Uh, no, I use a pen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but a very but a certain pen. I I you know keep lists of my things to do, and they had grown just in the anxiety about coming back. That you know I I had like long lists of all the little things I needed to do to get back into my life, and and they kind of overwhelmed me and made me more anxious than just taking it in stride. I'm going to be here for six months. I didn't have to do everything on the first three days back. And so uh -huh. I think the same thing was true with simulation. I could have been more relaxed about it if I had collaborated, communicated with the team more, taken some time, found some time to kind of go through through things with them, not tried to, you know, not be you know, overly anxious about each little detail, but just reassure myself that, you know, all those things that I would, that I was worried about had been taken care of. Mm -hmm. You're hitting on something that resonates for me, kind of flopping back and forth from different roles. You know, there's a point where you have to say, you know, pencils down in one role and jump to the other just because of time sensitivity. And then when you go back, it's like, wait a minute, where did I leave off what I called a nesting period? Meaning when you're about to do a big project, you, you get your office all set up, you get your files set up, your computer all set up. There's this period of making sure you're emotionally, I guess, feeling prepared to jump back in and you have to get yourself in that gear. Yes, Janice, I know that you've been uh, uh, kind of doing things differently uh, since I was gone. I know you now have two jobs instead of one. And I, <laughs> it's 
It's more like three, but don't tell Jenny. <laughs> well, the ones that I know about is that you're uh, helping a local college uh, develop a PhD program in nursing. And no, no, in simulation. In simulation, a PhD. And in interprofessional education. So there's two PhD wow. programs. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's very cool, and it's caused you to split your time between the Center for Medical Simulation, something like 60%, is that right? And yeah. And 40% yeah. down the street. At the Institute of Health Professions with Massachusetts General Hospital. And, and it's with the Health Professions Education Program. So it's, it's an interprofessional department. Yeah, it's been, it's been really interesting. The third job I talk about is, um, you know, in my free time, the little free time that I have, I should say, I cut out my sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I just finished a book with Beth Mancini and Beth Ulrich called Mastering Simulation. And so that's going to be coming out this year. So. Congratulations. So yeah, yes. it's been, thank I've you. Been hearing about the book thank you. and I can't wait to uh, see it. Can I get a signed copy? I'll pay for it. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll pay for it. <laughs> I get royalties on this one. That's so uh, funny. I don't. So, so the other textbook, so, it, you know, it's, I'm jumping textbook to textbook. The next one is Defining Excellence Simulation Programs, which is the second edition. You should have gotten the email. Did, did you, Dan? Yes. Please tell me you did. Okay. And so we're starting that up for the second edition as well. Uh-huh. That one, you'll definitely get a free, and I'm hoping you'll stay on board with right. it. So so I don't care about a signed copy from you, but I want Beth Mancini's <laughs> signature in it. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I want her signature too. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, great. I've learned a lot from so, her. So transitioning back and forth on a you know day-to-day, week-to-week basis, how have you designed the transitions so that that's tolerable for you? Well, as a digital native, I've decided to try multiple apps to see which one could help me stay organized. And for me, the one that I use, and I don't get money from it, is Trello. And so I sent, I, it's essentially creating different boards, work boards. And so you can see where your to-do list is and you can have different statuses and kind of move the, move the tasks along to see where you left off and leave notes and put attachments in. So that's been really helpful for me. Do they have, um, does Trello have three by five cards? <laughs> they are cards. They're, they call them cards and you move them along. It's like a, a Kanban process. Those of you that are familiar with project management and the Kanban process, it's basically um, having a log of things that you need to do and then moving it to doing, done, parking lot, that sort of thing. And so it's it's been an easy way to manage some things that I've been doing. Do they? You can even start a board, Dan, on names. And you can put pictures of people in there. And then as you can remember them, you can move them along. Like, I now remember them. What if you forget that you use that program and you go to your three by five cards? <laughs> or, or you forget the password. <laughs> or you're right. That's always my problem. <laughs> no, but I think there's always that pro- that um, insecurity of, of juggling. Like, you know, I spent about two weeks working on one project 
and then having to jump back in and teach. And there is that process of, oh, I got to prep again because I don't remember. And I do wonder, the other program that I've been using is Toggle, which manages your time. And now that I've been splitting my time, I really, or I should say it, it um, helps you figure out how you're spending your time. So I've been logging every little thing that I'm doing as a little self-research project to see how much time that I'm spending. And it'll be interesting in the end to see how much time I spend in that transition, like just getting comfortable and um, catching up on emails, catching up where I left off. Like, so how much time's actually wasted in that transition is actually interesting. So, so to what level of detail do you log your time? Like... Every time you take a breath, you. <laughs> That's called meditation. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do log meditation. <laughs> I log everything. I log my personal. I log, um, you know, when I'm catching up on email for CMS, when I'm catching up on email for IHP and for what. I have been logging logistical challenges. So things, troubleshooting things when processes go wrong. So then I can see that I've wasted you know, or the organization has wasted five hours because we didn't have a specific process step in place or it wasn't followed. So you can look at some of the the impact of organizational processes and organizational rules. Maybe I was just born in the wrong time. I don't know how I survived uh, without all this technology to help me. <laughs> I probably could have been 10 times more productive than I was uh, in my career. Uh, sounds awesome, Janice. Uh, uh, I got to hand it to you. You are my technological idol. Wow. That is like the first. Wait, wait. Can you say it again? Janice, you are my technological idol. Okay. I love it. I'm going to keep that recorded on my phone. I'm going to play it in times when I'm right. down. Thank you, Dan right. Raymer. The remarkable <laughs> thing, you know, that all my undergraduate and graduate training was basically computer science. So I'm a technology person and uh, I've built computers from scratch and things like that. And so the fact that I sound like I'm a technological failure and am in admiration of your technological prowess, it's like... I'm just techie. I'm just techie when it comes to apps that I don't develop. Yet you've developed a lot of things and you didn't even talk about what you've been doing while you've been away. Well, yeah. Uh, So uh, my 3D printer and my designing of (laughs) simulation equipment. (laughs) Yes. Um, That's been a fun experience. And uh, we'll have to dedicate a whole podcast to that that kind of project. Uh, Really fun. Oh, we should do a video one because I think people should see what you've developed. Yeah. You know, so Janice, another thing that actually is difficult to manage and and I'm not sure I need I actually need some advice about this. So I came back suddenly and all the people that I work with closely I'm now facing personally rather than on a phone call or on you know video conference or something like that. And they're lives have changed, their personal lives have changed, and their professional lives have changed. So we've had some people added to our staff, and we've had a couple people who are leaving our, uh, our, our staff. And so I just felt really awkward because I, I didn't know whether I should just go around and kind of 
take my cup of coffee and schmooze <laughs> with people and a walking uh, tour. <laughs> you know, everybody's busy. I'm busy. We have a course to run. And so I didn't want to yeah. take everybody's time reconnecting with them. And I feel like some people I didn't really reconnect with very effectively. And other yeah, people, it is really, I just waved to. You know, Dan, and that's not just a product of you being away for the months that you've been away. I, I think it's the disadvantage of not, you know, when you are toggling back and forth from positions, you're not there every day and you're not in the mix every day and you're missing staff meetings and that sort of thing. And so it's definitely the disadvantage of it. And, you know, I keep telling myself, oh, I'm going to find ways to stay in touch with so-and-so when on the weeks when I'm traveling. So that when I come back, it doesn't feel like I have to catch up or spend, you know, hours catching up with someone to feel like we're on the same page again. Yeah. And, and it, you know, the, the fact of life is you just get busy and it's hard to do that. And so I think in some ways, social media has been good in other aspects of my life. Like the people that you don't see often, at least they can see what you're up to. Uh -huh. That's been good for me. Now, my problem professionally is that I tend, I, I just like the privacy of keeping my Facebook private. Right. <laughs> Not friending professionally. I don't know quite why I do that. I guess I could change that. Um, so. So, I don't know. Probably because I've got stupid college friends that post stupid pictures of me. Uh, so so <laughs> from my our listeners days. should know that we are not Facebook friends. And uh, <laughs> I, I never know where you are, Janice, but um, I think it's probably better that I don't know. And it's probably better that I don't know what your college friends are posting about you. Yeah, I think, yeah. It, I, I think it would be a, a, a big distraction. Uh, but we do, we have been using Teams now. And so that's been, that's been pretty nice because, you know, the meetings that I've missed, I can get caught up on in the conversations I'm a part of. And I just, I feel like email is just, in my mind, just an old way of communicating. Whereas Teams and team collaboration platforms allow you to have the same thread that's much more searchable and, you know, keeping all the documents in one place under that thread just makes it that much easier to, to stay abreast of, of new information versus following tons and tons of emails throughout the thread and trying to keep up with that conversation. So, so that is such a good example of the problem. So as you were talking about this, I'm thinking to myself, I have no idea what she's talking about because I use email and you're talking about teams. And I thought you were at first talking about some way that we've Physical reorganized teams? and then and Wait then, a minute, you're not on Microsoft and Teams. And then you started talking about a program and an app or something. And because I've been away, I missed conversations, obviously. And, <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, what did I miss? Did, should I say something and stop her? Or will I uh. catch up? And she'll say something that makes me remember what I'd read or um, seen in the past. And so, so oh, wow. yet again, re-entry 
is complicated by the fact that you miss all the between the lines conversations, the you know, the 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 things that are happening on a day-to-day basis that people don't even think to communicate about. And uh well, I and that might just be the problem with today's age, especially in technology. I mean, I use I can't even tell you how many applications I use for one project. And, you know, I think things like Teams and I should say Microsoft Teams, things like Slack, things things that are team collaboration platforms try to eliminate those barriers, yet they're all limited in some way. And so you tend to use the better program that services that particular task. And so you're just all over the place. Yeah. And if you're not in all of the, those apps, then... There's a problem in communication. Yeah, I, I, I sort of know what you mean because when I was in California, I switched from all white three by five cards to colored three by five cards. Ah, uh, so you're color, color coding code. now. That's fantastic. It, it, it's just uh, well, for a while it changed my life, and then I couldn't remember which colors <laughs> corresponded to which lists, and so I kind of gave up. But I have very <laughs> colorful to do lists. And, they have these things now, Dan. They're called sticky notes. Oh, I hate those. <laughs> but they have colors. Know, but, but they the have different I colors. And, and my wife uses them all the time is like if you make a list, like a shopping list, I know you use your phone to do this, but I put it on a three by five I use card Alexa. and I put it in my pocket. <laughs> If it's a sticky note, then it sticks inside my pocket, and I have this little clump of sticky notes that stick to my jeans. And anyways, it's it's not a good solution for me. Flags. There's flags, colored pens. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Two different worlds. It's amazing we can work I together. I think when it comes to working with people, People forget that you're busy when you're not there, you know, if you are toggling jobs. And I think that's been one of the the things I, I know Robert Simon has a pain around because he travels a lot. <laughs> he often gets upset when people are like, oh, did you have a good trip? And it's like, dude, it wasn't a trip. It wasn't a vacation. It was work and it's busy work. I mean, you're up at 4 a.m. till 9 p.m. having dinner with the host. I mean, you're just busy the whole time. And, and I think absence to some people allow the freedom of imagination that you're not working. And, and, and then also people miss you. So there's all these emotions that you encounter when you come back that you have to kind of sort out. And, and, and then personally, you have emotions like, oh, are they thinking that I wasn't working? Are they think, you know, like how do I, how do I show and validate that I too have been busy? And you know, yes, there have been things going on here. There's things going on over there too, and and so there, there's that dilemma as well. Well, Janice, I've missed talking to you. I've and missed you so, too, Dan. Uh, that's also a big thing. The big plus of reentry is I get to. Uh, ch- chat with you um, at least online, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is no different than right. if you were in California. <laughs> but I know that you're in the same, you know, 
state as me, <laughs> state of the yeah, union uh, nice. uh, as me and, uh, and nearby, and that's different. And I did see you once or twice passing in the hallway while you were here. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were waving at each other, and then you called me Jennifer. Right, yes, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay, kidding. Jennifer. I'm, thanks for remembering my Jen? name, Dan. <laughs> nice to talk to you, Janice. Oh, so that's what's up, Dan. Uh, well, okay. Reentry is what's up, so I better go reenter. Uh, uh, <laughs> another activity. Uh, nice to talk to you, James. Bye. DJ Simulationistas, what's up? It's brought to you by the Center for Medical Simulation. Find out more about CMS and learn about our simulation instructor training and course offerings at www.harvardmedsim.org. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.